Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden. And also featuring Keith Steigert, Uber Reader and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls! Henry I said Patreon. Be Geralt in The Witcher after season three. What the freaking shit is it even worth it then? What's the point of watching The Witcher if Henry Cavill isn't going to be naked in it? What? Holy shit! The fuck are you talking about, girl? I just it came up as a news thing twenty minutes ago. I just I opened my thing to get on Goodreads and then. What season <laughs> are we on? How many more seasons do we get? The next one coming out is season three. Henry so he filmed that and now he's what? done. It's because they want Seriously? him for Superman again. <laughs> Hate Superman. I don't like him as Superman. I only like him when he looks like a a scary ass witcher. Like a sexy ass witcher. Well, that too. I like him when he's all dirty and <laughs> toss a coin like to cut. your witcher. I do love that dude. <laughs> I know. He is just so cute. Do me one. A sweater with a cable net? Yes. I haven't done very many sweaters. How about we'll start I want to try one. Start off with something small. I don't want you to make me a whole sweater and then me not like it and not wear it. <laughs> well, the cable knit isn't the problem. It's the problem of you have to make the pieces and sew it together. Oh. And I'm not very good at sewing. I don't and know one single person in the world that likes sewing stuff together. I hate sewing stuff together. Same. It's like if I wanted to fucking sew, I'd sew. What the hell? I want to crochet it together. Plus, it never fits right. I don't know. It doesn't matter how many measurements I take. It never fits. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, Pat. Well, have you seen the um, the crochet shrugs that they have? And I have you, made quite a few of them for Christmas presents because, you know, I'm a cheap bitch. I like those. I like them, too. I But What's, I will never make something. What the fuck something. is a shrug? It's like a, like... Like a cardigan without sleeves. It's like a cardigan, but it's not one that it's like the sleeves like come up from the actual jacket. So the sleeves like a, are like a big. really cool cape, kind of. Or when you hold your arms out, you you kind of look like a flying like squirrel. squirrel. I think that every time I okay, see Okay, so it's an ugly sweater that makes you look like a flying squirrel. It's not ugly it's though. Not they're pretty. Ugly. Hold on, I'll find one. I mean, I'm sure there are ugly ones, but hmm. I don't know if I'm Plus on board for that or not. with pockets now that I really like. A scarf with scarves pockets would be fun. Yeah. Hooded scarves with pockets. A hooded scarf would be. How about this, Vonnie? Make me a hooded scarf with pockets because what the hell is it even for if there's not pockets? Yeah. Another shout out to my friend Annie. She makes awesome ones. Annie, put a picture up on the tribe, baby. We want to see. Oh yeah, you totally. Ooh, see. this one's pretty. It's a dream crutcher cocoon shrug. A green crutcher? Okay, what? Now I'm confused. You have to show us. Dream catcher shrug. Cocoon shrug. Why don't Both you just say shawl eyes. with sleeves? A shawl. It's hard to describe, but it's neat looking. Listen, okay. if you ever want something crocheted again, you better get off my fucking back. Why is that called a dream catcher? <laughs> I don't get it. Because was... of the design in the back. It's supposed uh, to look like a dream catcher. It looks like a granny square to me, but whatever. You know I love you. See, when you, you know said I love catcher, poking I that bear. Got to poke that bear. I like it when it bites me. 
You like it when they bite? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't make me feel like I'm interrupting your sexy times. <laughs> what, kind, what kind of weird demon sex are you into? <laughs> That's a dumb question. <laughs> just, All of it. I was just going to say, how many can you name? <laughs> Let's play a game. How many weird sexy things can you name? Mm. Well, I can't name them, but I could describe the book covers because I'm real bad with names. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> Listen, I'm kind of bad with names too, so I understand. I bought you a present today, Bonnie, for your for something Christmas. Quit buying me presents. I'm not buying you anything else. That's what you're getting for Christmas. That's it. Don't buy me anything else. Fine, make me a fucking sweater. You're Bitch. not very fun, Bonnie. I ain't making you anything. You're mean to me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Now that I know I'm not getting a sweater. <laughs> now that she knows that she's not going to get one of those ugly shrugs. Make me an ugly shrug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that'd be a great name for a company, Ugly Shrug. Wouldn't it? Yeah. It would be. They do a ton of business yeah. because everyone wants ugly shrug. Oh my shit. God, look at that ugly shrug. That is so cool. You could make it like, you could make an ugly shrug and like, Christmas colors, and then it could be your ugly Christmas sweater, but it would be a shrug. Okay, no offense no, to Megan. I want a hat I with. I feel like there's a, already an ugly sweater hat. company, and it's whoever Harry gets all his weird sweaters from. <laughs> he probably has a fucking designer do his. Halloween is going to be kind of depressing this year for me. Why? Why? Because I'm all empty nested up in here. Dylan never liked to dress up anyway, really, but. It was always more fun to dress up when you got somebody to kind of participate with you. Ron mm. hasn't is having none of that shit. He's too busy and doesn't want to do anything. And so I don't have any Halloween in my life anymore. And Aww. Dylan and Dylan and Olivia are doing their thing together and I'm just out here all by myself with nobody to dress up with. <laughs> Sorry, Martha. That's I'm like okay. all cheering because I don't have any. Halloween <laughs> I'm like, woo! Uh, no Halloween for me. Somebody else has taken my kid trick or treating. So, I mean, cool. not even Mr. Keith. So, like, we're like, and I don't, and we have no candy. So, I'm guessing we're not giving out candy. <laughs> so, well, I said I wasn't going to buy any more candy. I, I told Ron I was going to buy candy the day before Halloween and not any sooner. And I was only That's gonna, always such a lie. And I was only going to buy as much as I needed. And guess I've made three trips now to the store because, you know, I was on my way to a remote today. I was like, it's almost Halloween. I have to have trick or treat candy. Well, I did the same thing on Thursday when I went out. So, of course, when I went back to the station dumbass that I am I put it in a bucket on my desk and then I had to go buy more yeah because there was none left yep yeah I took Halloween candy to work and it's just about gone too but I mean I didn't get any trick-or-treaters whatsoever last night or last year so <laughs> last night <laughs> nobody trick-or-treated last night funny that <laughs> so uh I, I probably won't even turn my porch light on this year for 15 uh, years I lived in a house where nobody came to trick or treat because I was right off a big highway. 
So mm, only in like the last yeah. four years since I've moved, like, and now we live in the neighborhood, like the neighborhood that gives the big candy bars. And I'm like, I'm too poor for that. So it's so random. I lived right in town near the school in a residential neighborhood. And one year, like I only got like two or three trick-or-treaters. And, but then the next year I almost ran out of candy. I had so many trick-or-treaters. Yeah. So it, it's just, you just never know. Yeah. Well, the weather here is always hit or miss. I mean, this might be the first year that I generally, I can remember it usually snows. Yeah. Halloween. And this year it looks like it's going to be real nice, but I mean, I'm still not prepared. Whatever. What are y'all looking up? All of a sudden, got um, I was looking at those ugly sweaters. They're oh. they're not. A- Jesus, they're hideous. See, Come I like. On. I, <laughs> I love you. If I buy one of those for me, and I or if I make one of those for me and wear it, are you going to tell me it's ugly every time I wear it? I like the sleeves on this one. I'd like to think she has more tact than that, but I, I'm honestly not certain. If you make it, it won't be ugly. You know what? That one's not ugly. Are you saying that just? Because we keep giving oh, you a hard time. No, that one actually is not ugly. I like the sleeves. Dude, I love yeah, those I like those sleeves. Cuffs. Yeah, see, because it actually Please looks like it's thing. a thing. The other ones... And didn't. those... Go ahead, sorry. The other ones just didn't look right. They don't look done. And the flying squirrel thing, I mean, who wants to I look like they have permanent bingo wings? I think maybe it's a little THC... Just because I'm pretty seeing- soon she's going to be going to go get the Doritos and, and icing. Gross. Have herself a snack. Gross. Those sound really gr- disgusting together. I'm not, she no does one. it. She does it. That's her I thing. I do that. I eat it together. Doritos I and love Doritos icing. and icing. And I ate a, I, you'll never catch me eating icing ever by itself. Mr. Martha made me this recipe that I printed out. It's pumpkin cinnamon rolls with maple icing. So they're orange cinnamon rolls, and then they have a cream cheese maple icing. Mm, cinnamon rolls are like my weakness. I love every. Oh, I'll I have to. Cinnamon. I'll have to send you that for when you eventually are able to eat again. <laughs> yeah, man. it's from this social media account that I followed called Ambitious Kitchen. Oh, I looked at some of their stuff. Yeah. Their stuff looks good. Yeah, and everything we've made from there has been really, really good. <sighs> Halloween is more depressing the older i get it's not depressing it's just another day i mean but it used to be my favorite day of the year we used to throw these elaborate parties and people would come over and get drunk and pass out on our floor halloween is for the young oh man those were it's for the young it's not for the slightly mature yeah because i mean i mean i don't know about you but i'm kind of i don't i'm kind of over the days of drinking until i pass out on the floor yeah i don't care for that anymore either but boy those days were fun though i'm like has the latest great british bake-off come out can we sit and watch that (laughs) hey that's a great idea let's turn that on right now yeah i really like that show too it's kind of like New Year's Eve. I rarely make it till midnight anymore. Same. I'm like, Meh. it'll be next year when I wake up. Kiss Very me so now. Beautiful. It's exactly the same as when we <laughs> wait till midnight. I just have to kiss my dog. <laughs> oh, are we ready to delve into the depraved segment that is? What did I do last last week? You did oh. the nonfiction thing. Oh, right. Yeah. About ghosties. We were very random today. We're going to have a hard time going back to your book, Bonnie. 
Which book? Um, okay, the one with the dude with the, oh, shit. The one where they put the kids in, and they lock them up and they don't give the boys food. Oh. I was, I was telling him about it and he got very intrigued. Who did? Yes. Mr. Keith? Yes. It was mm-hmm. short, too. It was really short. And they made a Dark movie. Dark Harvest. The movie's coming out. You know, they've out. had a movie of it made and twice they just haven't put it out because of all that weird Paramount or whoever garbage. What? Yeah. Like, they don't know who has the rights to it. So it's made and done. They don't, but they don't release it because wow, whoever made it got acquired by another company. Like I read oh. that. I read that. I missed that. I missed the memo on that one. Because it sounds like it would make a good movie. I'd watch the movie. It was very, it was super short and. Um... It was just weird as fuck. Mm. Well, of Sound course it was weird, but it was Halloweeny though. It was, the, it had that perfect flavor of Halloween. It oh, was very Halloween. Yeah. It made me not want to live near a cornfield. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Cornfields are pretty fucking creepy. If you ask me. Uh-huh. The haunted house I lived in was right across from a big cornfield. You lived in a haunted house. Dear yeah. God, Bonnie. I told you about that. I don't remember you telling me you lived in a haunted house. Oh my God. That house was weird. Shit used to happen in that house. Was People that- would tap on the floor and nobody else would be home. And you'd hear somebody tapping on the floor. Nope. Oh, my God. So I was making that pumpkin, you know, thing. And the guy who did the pumpkin recipe or the pumpkin tutorial on YouTube that I watched. Uh And his name is Mike. And I think it's the crochet. I love him. I love him. But by the time we got to the stem of this fucking pumpkin. I can imagine everything that he said just sounded dirty because man, is he super gay and super dirty when he wants to be. Uh, and then he kept doing that little weird laugh that he does. Like, he's like, <laughs> he's like, and just, <laughs> just massage the stuff thing up to the top. She sends me a picture of the stem and goes, does this look like a green penis to you? Well, maybe that, maybe I thought it was a penis because when I'm trying to shape it, like, you know, I have my hand around the follic end of the stem, you know. Is this good for you, Mr. Pumpkin? Cupping its little pumpkin balls. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to get it just right. Bonnie, I think it's time for you to get some action. You're clearly into this too much. (laughs) You really should have crocheted a couple of Halloweenies. I sent you the picture. Those were so cute. They are cute. But I don't have any of that bright orange color. You could do flesh. I think that would be I even think better. I think purple would be even better. I don't Ooh. have any purple. Serious case I... of blue balls. Yeah. Green and yellow. Oh. No. With the, green one, with the green one, you said, it looks like a demon. A demon penis. Demon penis. I said, no. Demon penises are usually red. It's a dragon penis. And then she said, how do you know what they look like? And I said, no, if it's green, it's got to be a zombie penis. (laughs) You know, the whole rotting. Dinosaur. Oh. Dragon. Yeah. See, Keith. It wasn't big enough to be a dragon. It's just a little mermaid. Little bitty. Little bitty. Yeah, seriously. Dinosaur penis would have to be massively huge. It was flounder's penis. (laughs) (laughs) 
What were you getting up to with that? You like that little fish a little too well. He was the starter kit. Speaking of zombie penises, I don't know where I'm going with that. What book did you read, Vaughn? <laughs> there was no zombie penises in my book. Sorry. Damn. Oh, Actually, well, you know, it, it probably would have just fallen off anyway. So true. I know. And it's all fun and games until your penis falls off. See? Talk about detachable penis. <laughs> That's not the kind of detachable penis I signed up for. <laughs> yeah, no. <Right>. <laughs> <clears throat> there's no zombie penis in my book. And there's actually, I don't even think there's really any sex in my book. What? No Halloween there's sex? <laughs> no. It, it's um the book I read this week is called The Book Eaters by Sun Yi Dean. I wasn't really sure about this book when I read the description because it's very much a fantasy novel and more like sci-fi kind of thing. And you know that I am not the sci-fi fantasy reader of the group at all. No. And I actually really loved this book and I would recommend this to somebody. This book is a little hard to describe because it was so different. But basically, it's kind of like about this secret line of people, like a different species, secret line of that are very similar to regular people, except they eat books to survive. And each book has like a different flavor to it. So like a romance novel would be like, a dessert book, like a spy novel might be like a savory peppery snack. And when they're bad, they have to eat pages from the dictionary when they're bad. That's dry I'm having they- a real hard time getting into the thought that you read this book, Fonnie. <laughs> I know it was very different, but they also, not only do they eat the book, they absorb all the knowledge from the book That's as cool. they consume it. But because of this, they are not able to read, like they're not capable. If they try to read, it makes them drastically sick and Mm. they can't write. Like if they try to write, it has, it's almost like if you are having blood inhaling carbon monoxide or, you know, drinking like way too much alcohol, it has very adverse side effects for them. So most of them, don't they don't read they don't write but they they're very knowledgeable because they absorb all of this stuff from what they eat does that make sense yeah it does i mean as much as it can but yeah also this line of families they've kind of been dwindling throughout the years they've had less and less females to produce heirs or to produce the bloodline to further along their genes and they're down to only like six or seven families and because of this they uh, arrange all of their marriages if you're actually it's more of a (coughs) celebration if a girl is born into the family than a male because the female can reproduce and further along your family but you have absolutely no say on who you're going to marry a lot of times you're taken away from your actual family and raised by a different family when you're very young. So you might not even remember your mother at all because you're you're taken away from them when you're three or four. Hmm. So it, it's 
it's like a very, very strict kind of life that all of these people lead. And also it's almost like there's a genetic abnormality that's happening. So every once in a while, a child is born and they're a mind eater and not a book eater. So basically what they do is they feed off of other people and they absorb all of your memories from your brain and basically leave you not knowing anything. Like a dementor. Yeah, almost like a dementor, except it doesn't suck the soul out of you. It sucks all of your memories and everything out of your brain. And then you don't die, but you can't comprehend anything anymore. It's like it leaves you blank. Your brain is blank after that. It's almost like you've done nothing but watch Fox News. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Except, you know, they they don't use guns to do this. Amazing. So this is kind of the story behind the family. And I just needed to explain that to you to get to what the book is about. And it is about a girl named Devin. And she is part of one of the old recluse families who rearrange marriages. She has no say over her life. Um, They also don't want her to have too much knowledge while she's growing up. So the only thing that she's allowed to eat is fairy tales. So like everything, she thinks that her happiness, it comes from being married to who her family says, and that's going to be her knight in shining armor and everything is going to be perfect after that, yada, yada, so on and so forth. Well, you know, she grows up, she gets married and it's not perfect, obviously. I guess what I'll say is... um that there's a reason that she decides to run from the family, which is no easy feat. She needs help to be able to do it. And then after that, she's on the run. She's trying to live off the grid. She, people she can't find out where she is. She pays everything in cash. And her son is a mind eater. Oh dear. So not only does she have to try to stay off the grid, But every so often, she has to find someone for her son to absorb. Holy crap. So it's like having a, I get, I get where the horror is coming in now. Mm -hmm. Well, there's more horror in because of course, you know, she's on the run, the family searching for her. And not only is the family searching for her, but usually if there's a mind eater who's born into one of these reclusive families, they're taken away and trained as kind of like soldiers to go out and hunt for these people who have broken away from the family or whatever. So they're almost like the muscle. The family doesn't like it when you leave. Yeah, exactly. It was a very different book. I liked the main character. I liked Devin. And um, the person who helps Devin, I like her. It, it was just, it was great that it, there is gore in it. Cause I mean, as you can imagine, not so much the book eaters, but the mind eaters are a little, a little much. And uh, 
it's it's dark. It's a very dark book. I think maybe that's why I liked it is because it's so dark. And you know, I like dark books. Mm. And it was just, it was great. And I know that it doesn't sound like I'm describing very much of it, but I can't describe very much more of it without giving too much away. Right. And this is just one of those books that it's like an onion. You just keep peeling down and down and there's just more and more to this story. And it's just, it's fantastic. Martha, you need to read it because I think you would really like it. I was on hold for it, but I had to bail out. So I'll go back. I I needed my hold slot for something else. So I will eventually (laughs) read it. And I can understand after reading it and seeing how many levels there are of this and how layered it is why it was very difficult for them to describe, to put that in the description to make it extremely interesting. Truthfully, the only reason I picked this book up is because it had book in it. I was like a book eater. I'm a book eater. I need to read that. I, I was initially on the wait list for it and it came up and I read the description again and I'm like, Ugh. and I let it go back. I mean, I just, I can't tell you how surprised I am that you even read it because of the description. I thought, and if I didn't pick it up, the fact that you did and that you liked it, oh my God, that's just insane. I seriously only read it because it was the only book that I had in from the library at the time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because I put it off and put it off. I seriously like put this on hold twice. Like, because I was like, eh, I don't want to read that yet. So I just put it back on hold. It, the description is not very. But can you understand after hearing I, oh, me describe I totally, it? Yes. Now it, I understand. Why it's so the darkness, difficult. the darkness that you talk about. If the, if that was in the description, I totally would have gone ahead and read it. But yeah. I thought it was going to be some fluffy. I don't no, know what I thought. It is but, not yeah. fluffy at all. And, I might um, even burn a credit on on it if you think it's that good it's it's pretty good i mean i'd read it again i might catch more details if i read it again because it's just and i'd like to describe more of it because there's so many things about this book that i loved but i can't without giving away too much you could knock me over with a feather right now i have no idea that you would love this book so much the whole time i was reading it going i can't believe i love this book martha must be rubbing off on me i'm channeling my inner martha with this book because it was definitely not a book that i would pick up and see again another good thing about horror month there's no way i would have picked this book up unless it was a horror book that i was and i was trying to find stuff to read cool that again is called The Book Eaters by Sunny Dean. It's awesome, Martha. You've got to read that. I want you to read that book so that you can tell me what you think. All right. I'll burn a credit. That's a high recommendation. I'm And I'm... Keith, I don't think you would like it. There's a lot of gore. I mean, kids killing preachers and homeless people and oh, fun. <laughs> people trying to kill the kid. And although I don't think they harmed any animals in this. So you might be okay. No animals were harmed in the making of this book. Devin and the um, girl that helps her, that's helping her, they kind of enter into a little bit of a relationship between themselves. Oh, now you ruined it. There's a little bit of an attraction there. Why did you do that, Bonnie? Now Martha's rethinking. Now I don't want to read it. Why? 
relationship. You are not homophobic. No, 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 relationship. Relationship. There's, there's no, there's no romance. When I say they, okay, all right, not a relationship. There's an attraction between the two of them. All right, attraction is okay. I mean, Devin kind of figures out that maybe she might like girls a little more than boys. Oh, well, that's cool. I, I like the discovery. But she never got to explore that because that's really missing from fairy tales. Well, right. And it was not allowed in the family. That's for sure. Yep. Yep. Can't reproduce if you have two innies. Oh. All right, Keith. I know that this month has been interesting for you. And I appreciate the fact that you are willing to join in with such gusto. So the book I read this week is called Little Eve by Catriona Ward. Last year, I read one of her first novels and I really, really, really enjoyed it. This is a little different. That one was more like a thriller. This is, you know how I am with historical stuff. This is like a historical kind of gothic kind of feel. Um, so it's very different. And it, it is very much a time, if you have a, problem with books that time jump a lot it is very time line jumpy you have to really pay attention to where you're at i had to go back several times because i was like oh shoot um i think we're somewhere different i guess i need to go to for the chapter and see what date we're at so this book is about eve little eve it opens with this massive tragedy so there's a family and they live off of Scotland on this island and it's the kind and it's it's close to the mainland enough that you can walk when the tide is low but when the tide comes up it's the kind of thing that you can't really get there so you have to be very careful about gauging the tides they have been this and it's a very small family and they've been kind of cut off from the mainland for a long time uh, you find out that the children used to go to school on the mainland, but then something hat, an event happened and they all just kind of secluded themselves on the island. I can't for the life of me remember what holiday it is, but a holiday comes and they have given, um, they put instructions, they have like this gate around the island and um, on the gate door, there's kind of like a basket or something and they put instructions on things they want to buy from the island. And they've given instructions to the butcher that they want this huge slab of meat for Hogsmanay. I, I, I don't even remember oh, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, is that a thing? Hogmanay, okay. Hogmanay, I think. Hogmanay, thank you. So the local butcher goes up um, and he's ready to put the, the slab of meat there, but he's come a little late so he's come just in time, like he's kind of had to wade through some of the tides because uh, there was really um, a really bad storm. So he's late and he sees that the, the gate is open, which never happens. So he, um, and there's this huge castle on the island. Um, he goes up to the castle and what he finds is that there is this, um, there's this big ceremonial stone in one of the rooms and he finds all the members of the family dead with their eyes missing and they're all their feet are all arranged on this circular stone and their feet are pointed toward the center and like i said all their eyes are missing um and when he 
goes to take everyone's pulses, he realizes that one he realizes that one of the people is alive, but is very and she's actually only missing one eye, but she's very close to death. So what kind of follows is and her name is Dinah. And so he rescues Dinah and she immediately goes to the constable and says, this was all the work of little Eve. She took everyone's eyes because she wanted power. And then you kind of go back in time and little Eve tells the story of her life. This book is very, can you, I mean, if you can have a cult with six people in it, that's what this is. Her name is Eve because basically they worship the serpent from the Adam and Eve story. So the monarch, no, that's not the right word. The head, the head of the family, they all call him uncle and he is known as the adder. And they believe that he sees through the serpent's eyes and that he has the powers of the adder. And ultimately the adder will, the serpent will rise from the seas and will destroy the earth and they will rise up to, I don't know, create, to be, do his bidding. And kind of like when the rapture comes, they believe that's gonna happen. And this serpent is gonna slither up through the water. And every week the children go through this kind of um, ritual where they have an adder in a cage and they all hold the adder and try to gain the adder's vision. Wow, this book was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) So there's uncle, there are two younger women, younger than uncle, but they are kind of like the, the mother figures and their names are Alice and Nora. And then there are three children. Um, Dinah is the oldest. Eve is the it, Eve is one of the middle children. There's a boy named Abel. And then there's a girl named baby Elizabeth, but she's not really a baby and she does not speak. And so the entire story then is them going back and forth while Eve tells the story until you eventually figure out what has happened to this family. Because when it starts out, all you know is that Dinah is the only person who has lived um, and that Eve has done all this. And you don't know why, and it's very confusing. And the people from the island don't really know this family very well. So they've always known that they're like kind of cuckoo and weird, but it it has a lot of twists and turns. I will say that I found the main plot twist to be fairly obvious, which I don't generally like, but there were a lot of smaller twists and turns that I didn't really see coming. This book is not very long. It's 271 pages, but unfortunately I really felt like it dragged toward the middle. It was, I had a hard time getting through it just because I felt like there was a lot of weird information that wasn't really progressing the story, which was sad because I really like this author. And I mean, Stephen King adores, adored her last book um, and 
is always giving her a great blurb. This book just kind of didn't hit the mark for me. I was glad I finished it because the twists and everything were really interesting, but wow, it, I don't even know what to say except that it really dragged. And I was looking at some of the reviews and there are a lot of people who couldn't finish it, I think for that reason. You know, I'm really, really generous with my stars, but I only gave it a three star. I really wanted to give it more because the writing is excellent. She's a very good writer. Once I, I was satisfied by the ending because it was very different and a lot of things that I didn't see coming were, there were a lot of things I did not see coming, but yeah, there was just a lot of really weird fluff in the middle that, and I still don't really know if it progressed the story, if it was necessary. But I mean, the book was short as it was. So it's the kind of thing where I really enjoyed the ending. I wish I had a hard time not just skipping 50 or 60 pages because it was just like, oh my gosh, I get it, let's go. But, and I will say this, I feel that way about a lot of these gothic um, horror novels. There was a very popular book last year by uh, Sylvain, oh, Sylvia Garcia Moreno, I think her name is. And I think gothic maybe is just not for me. And y'all know how great I am with historical stuff. <laughs> so I really wanted to like this book more than I did. And it still makes me sad that I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. But again, it could have just been because the Gothic thing is just not my cup of tea. And I feel like Gothic often takes a long time to, it's not like a suspense or a thriller where everything is important to the story. I think she spent a lot of time on historical things and making the scene kind of creepy as opposed to moving the plot along. I'm not sad that I read it, but I would definitely not read it again. <laughs> I hate giving bad reviews. I don't know if you've noticed that. It's okay to to not <laughs> like every book you read, Keith. And I'm proud of you for coming forward with something that you didn't love. That's good. Well, you know, I don't read that many horror books, so yeah. I wasn't going to be like, hey, I read this sucker. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the ending was amazing. I just wish there hadn't been 50 or 60 pages in the middle that I had to go through. Definitely very, very strange. It's very culty. It's very, I'm, these girls have no idea how terribly they're being abused um, because they just don't know any better because, and all the, the girls and the boy have grown up since like birth on the island. They were taken, basically the uncle has, gone to women who didn't want babies and bribed them to give him their babies so that he could grow up this community. It's That's kind of freaky. It's Just a little. The whole thing is very freaky. I mean, it's very, it's the bizarrest cult ever. But that again was called Little Eve by Catriona Ward. And guess who else had a culty read? Did Yay! you? We all kind of had culty yeah, reads. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing Keith, that I we agree. didn't even talk about that. Go ahead. I know. Um, I was just going to say, I've read some 
books that were described as being gothic and it seemed like they lulled a lot in the middle i think like i almost to make that gothic vibe it. you have to just spend a lot of time in exposition and i'm not an exposition kind of girl yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay sorry martha no so no what no, is no. your culty read <laughs> wow you know over the years i have not given very many five-star reviews to mm. horror novels. I mean, I do love them, but rarely do I find one that just checks all the boxes. This author I had read before, you may remember very early on in the podcast, I reviewed Spoonbenders by Daryl Gregory. Well, this is the same author, but this book is nothing like that one. This book is called The Revelator by Daryl Gregory. And it has two timelines, sort of like many of them do, where there's a section in the past when she's growing up and then a section in the now. Well, our main character, this is the one thing that I'm having, I, I read this about a month ago and I'm trying to remember if, if she had physical, um, I'm pretty sure there were some physical features that she shared with the other women that had turned out to be what they call birch girls. She's raised by her grandmother that lives in the Smoky Mountains and it's very isolated. And right from the beginning, you really feel that religious kind of, it feels like some weird cult thing because they're getting her ready for this ceremony. And, and I mean, it's just creeping the fuck out of me, man. I just, oh, well, she's, and, and her grandmother keeps saying, well, she's not ready. She's not ready. She can't go to the cave until she's 13 or whatever it is. It's 12 or 13. And they don't give a lot of clue as to what's going on, but, well, they don't give a lot of specifics, but the vibe is, that they worship this god that lives in the cave called Ghost Daddy. I know, it sounds hilarious. Go ahead and laugh because it is really... I'm just thinking sex weird shit yeah. because I'm the way I am. No, Sorry. but seriously, it's it. when you first hear it, it sounds ridiculous. But because... Ghost Daddy. Ghost Daddy. <laughs> um, but because it's in that banjo picking whiskey brewing type you know operating the still out back type vibe that they have going on it makes sense in a way for him to be called that because it sort of fits in with everything you know that she left very abruptly when she was a teenager and ran away but now she's being called back because her grandmother has died and so she has to go back and her grandmother was raising another girl who shares some physical features of our main character. Mm -mm. To try to describe this book is completely impossible. I wrote in Goodreads that this, this is the best horror novel I've ever read. I mean, it just really, it ticked every single box. Uh, Daryl Gregory is a very good writer. So it was very well put together. There were a few sections in it that were a little slow, but it had more to do with the need for the buildup and the exposition, as you say. But it, it's more like a story. 
in this case. What really made it interesting was while you're hearing about this weird, fucked up religious stuff that she went through when she was a kid, you're also seeing her as an adult where she has been able to take the things that she picked up from her, quote, uncle who operated a still and made it into a successful business of her own making whiskey, albeit sort of illegally. But she's just such a strong woman and a strong character. And I really liked her a lot. But now she's kind of pulled back into this weird culty bullshit that has been going on. And she feels like she needs to do something to help this young girl that is now that the grandmother is not there to protect her. They're trying to get her to go into the cave early. And they keep it locked up unless it's time for them to go. And the deeper that you get into this whole thing, you start to learn that each of the girls that has been a revelator, who's gone into the cave and communed with the ghost daddy, supposedly only the men can write down what happened to her. Of course. So they basically write the narrative. And then those books are passed down to the next girl in line. So she can only read about them once they're dead. So, of course, you know me, I'm getting madder and madder that this whole, you know, these fucking men, you know, they're controlling these women. And and so there's that part of it. But there's also this constant creeping dread you get of finding out what's in that cave. And I just can't stress enough how fucking creepy this book was. It really was creepy. It had all that sort of back backcountry religion flowing through it. And the, the preacher who wanted to bring more people into the flock. So he wanted to get the girl in the cave early. And it's this big secret society type thing. But... The characters of the book really make it come alive. And it's like, almost like I was sucked inside the story while I was reading it. I was completely taken over by how cool his writing was. Now, not everybody's going to feel that way, clearly, about it. I am a lover of horror novels. This, if if you like horror novels, this is for you. This is for us. <laughs> oh, Daryl Gregory, I want to meet this man because I think he's extremely talented. The fact that he could go from a book like Spoonbenders, which of course I absolutely loved it as well, to a book like this is just, it's stunning to me. And I don't understand why more people don't love this book. Obviously, I'm talking about it so that more people will read the book because I thought it was really, really very good. Creepy as hell. <laughs> Damn. Damn. The Revelator by Daryl Gregory. I know I didn't do the do it justice, giving the half-assed description that I did, but it was so good. Oh my god! And I—that's the funny thing—is I I didn't expect to love it that much because I usually don't like that whole religion culty thing at all. And I think I picked it up specifically because it was Daryl Gregory and I was looking for, obviously, for horror novels for October. And when I got about halfway through it, I was just floored at how much I liked it and I could not stop reading it. And I did have a hangover after reading it. It was really, really good. 
Those culty books are always kind of. I, I don't know what it was about. There's this like week. no rules. They're all creepy. Well, and, and they're so unbelievable sometimes. The stuff that falls into the horror category is so unbelievable. And you got to sure. just suspend your disbelief because it's supposed to be scary. You're supposed to not really believe what's going on, which keeps you right? from losing sleep at night when you read a book like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ghost daddy. Ghost daddy. I can laugh about it now because that part of it, honestly, yeah, it it was a little on um, the. It does sound like the kind of book that would um make me have nightmares. It really, so yeah, yeah. I won't be reading it. Yeah, it it really it really did have that. I don't know. I, I I can't even explain it. I I would never. I would not suggest that they make a movie out of this book because they wouldn't do it justice. Because it would turn into some weird freakish thing that it isn't well okay it, it was weird and freakish but they wouldn't be able to to give the same vibe in a movie as as the book did in my opinion right although daryl gregory i'm sure would very much love it if they would adapt it for screen because that obviously that would mean more money but more money is always good more money more better more money more, money, more better. problems yeah, that's true. Speaking <laughs> of which, you know, we, 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 Vonnie and I got tickets. Lottery tickets. Lottery tickets today. I don't Is think it's more problems. Yeah, huh? it's $825 million. Holy shit. And I don't think it's more money, more problems. It's just more money, different problems. Yep. That's true. Yep. Like instead of wondering how you were going to keep your electricity and gas on this winter, you'd wonder how it's... you could hide from everyone you know so they wouldn't ask you to pay their gas and utilities exactly <laughs> yeah you would really have to have your ducks in a row so that people didn't come out of the woodwork being like hello cousin i know Remember right? when you said that you'd pay for my leukemia <laughs> you've got all that money you don't need it all no we're just gonna I go, need all of it we're just gonna go on the road and start traveling with the show we're gonna be the traveling book girls if we win that mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly We'll go all over the world, except for, you know, like the shitty countries that don't treat women well. <laughs> Fuck them. Right. <laughs> if well, I have to cover my face, I'm not coming in. That's Sorry. right. It's not like I'm an anti-masker, but damn. <laughs> yeah. I'm not wearing no burka for you for, or for nobody. <laughs> Unless, of course, I don't want my relatives to know where I am because I'm worth $825 million. Then, exactly. I'll, yeah. then I'll hide under a burka all day. See, I just figure if you didn't talk to me when I was poor, I ain't talking to you when I'm rich. Serious. So, you know, if you don't talk to me now, I ain't talking to you when I win the lottery because. Because you fuck know, you. That's why. Exactly. That's right. Because fuck you. Because I can. Uh, I think you'll have a good looking pool boy to take care of your. Nice. Yeah. Walk your, to quote, walk your dog. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> That's the first thing you do is get yep. lots of eye candy yep. doing all your chores. Yep. Cuz yum. Yum 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 yum. Speaking of candy, happy Halloween everyone. Now, we're completely yeah. done with all of the horror novels. Now, next year we will not be doing the all horror 
every oh, week. Oh, this is the last one. Yep, it's the last Shit, I had one more, more freaking book. You know, you can do horror any time of the year. Exactly, but we will not be doing an entire month of horror ever again because I'm the only one that really likes that. So I like it. I don't know yeah. why you keep saying that. My God. But it, She's it, having a pity party for herself no, right now. No, no, I'm not. What you should do is you realistic. should explain that we're going to do more themes so that we don't take an entire month to do one theme and instead do many themes throughout the month so people don't have to wait for our fun themed show. So we're going to have a whole bunch of different themes over the entire year. And but only once a month instead of every week right. of a month. Right. So yeah. that way we'll only have to read one book we hate <laughs> instead of reading them all fucking month for those people who don't like them. But anyway... It makes me sad and happy at the same time that Halloween is over and that October reads are a thing of the past. It makes me sad because I like it, but happy because change is good. I mean, I don't like change, so I don't know if I agree with that statement 100%. Change is good. Say it with me, girls. Change is good. I fear change. <laughs> I don't like change. Change means something's wrong. It just, Status quo for me. We will go forward and for, forge new trails. I can't find my hole. Holy shit, that's what she said. <laughs> I'm not it's even all fun and games until I can't find my hole. She's crocheting. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah, she knows where her hole is. <laughs> obviously from some of the conversations we've had i figured it out it's okay god damn it recording in progress why the fuck didn't i keep that going so okay pretending that candy torn doesn't exist just humor me with this candy what torn? is your favorite halloween candy like what candy would you knock over a five-year-old to get because you know there's one what candy would I knock over a five-year-old to get? Yeah. Like if somebody had the last candy and this five-year-old was going toward it, you'd be like, oh, fuck out of my way. Like. You want me to be honest? Yeah. Unless it's candy corn. I no, could live not, without knowing that it's, shit. It's not candy corn. I would knock a five-year-old down to get the last caramel apple sucker. Huh. I would do it. Those are pretty good. I would not even hesitate. I'm not even sure I know what that is. It's it's an apple sucker dipped in caramel. That sounds good. I don't it's think I've ever had one of those. Fucking delicious. I had to like, stop people eating give them. them out for Halloween? They used to. It's not really a huge thing anymore. And I had to stop buying them because they were ripping the fucking fillings out of my teeth. I was yeah. going to say, they would I, be yeah, hard they... on your teeth. <gasps> yeah, I love them though. Oh my gosh. How about you? What would you knock over a fifth grader for? Any of those no, Reese's a five peanut butter cup shapes, like now they have the pumpkins. Holy fuck. I could eat an entire bat. I could buy the company out and just eat those for the rest of my life with a big thing of milk. Did you see that they have like ghosts and bats now too? I did. Yeah. Of course. Wait a minute. Now, why is, why, the sh why are the shapes any better? Because there's more peanut butter to chocolate ratio than with the cups. Yeah. Because oh. you know how the cups, like the top part is like really thick. 
Right. With There's the ridges too much. around See, it. I like I to peel like that the, off. The yeah, cups, you're right. they're too thick, the chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll still eat the shit out of those too. I mean, they're number two, but. And the chocolate's softer. I yeah. think the okay. chocolate is softer. Oh, yeah. Okay. For the longest time, all they had were the eggs. And when Easter would come, I would be like, oh my God, oh, this man. is my time. I got to like go to every supermarket <laughs> and every drugstore and buy the shit out of all of them. The trees, the Reese trees, trees at Christmas time. They oh. look nothing like trees, but they're fucking delicious. They look, Holy crap. They, they, they look, look like a big old thing of poo. But they do. Man, <laughs> I was just going to say they look like a poop emoji with a little <laughs> tail. But there's just some <laughs> delicious poo, let me tell you. Okay. Bonnie, what would you knock over a five-year-old to get? I don't know. I like all candy. Bonnie's <laughs> like, I'd knock I... over a five-year-old just for the fun of it. Mwah. <laughs> right? She probably <laughs> would. I just want their whole cry. bag of candy. Give me that jar of frosting and those Doritos, you little shit. <laughs> That's you mine. know what I, I saw? Oh, my God. I thought this was the most brilliant thing, and I wish to God I had thought of this when I had little kids. So I saw that the new thing now is if you don't want your kids to eat a lot of candy, you have, oh, shit, the Switch Witch comes the night after Halloween, you put all your candy out in a baggie and she switches your candy for a toy. Oh, and I was like, cool. some parents are fucking brilliant. You know, when Dylan was a kid, I fucking hated Chuck E. Cheese so bad, you guys. I hated it so bad. And, you know, when you, have, hear you. An, when you have an only child, it's the play date thing. And we lived in the city, you know, so there wasn't the opportunity to get to you know we didn't live around enough kids to where he could play whenever so we'd make these play dates and they all wanted to fucking go to Chuck E. Cheese and I didn't a didn't want to go there b it's so expensive and their pizza's disgusting I know. their pizza's disgusting so, I don't like so, their pizza. so one day I said and it's like I said, okay. You go and you immediately have the worst form of disease yeah. that's ever been known yeah. to man so I said okay we could go to Chuck E. Cheese or we could go to the toy store and we could take the money that I was going to spend at Chuck E. Cheese and buy you each $20 worth of stuff. And you know what? They fucking picked Walmart every time. I never had to yeah, go back to Chuck E. Cheese ever again. $40 was a small price to pay. It's actually way less than I would have spent on all the bullshit that was right. all those nasty plastic things laying around my house for years that I ended up throwing away anyway. Uh-huh. They got what they wanted. I got what I wanted. And I didn't have to sit with a bunch of screaming little assholes and catch the flu. Gotta say, never... best plan ever. I'll tell you what, the COVID lockdown, it sucked. But the best thing that came out of it is that our Chuck E. Cheese had to go out of business. And I'm oh. I was never so happy. <laughs> Wow. Oh my God. I was like, the Chuck E. Cheese is dead. Oh, <laughs> oh any of those Sorry, places where Chuck they, e. Cheese, any of those, thanks, COVID. yeah, any of those places that you get tickets mm. when you play the little games and all you get back is some little plastic yo-yo yeah. or something. For the longest time I, you I could buy so those sh- prizes for cash and I would just do that. I would be like, oh, you want that big fucking monster? 
let me just pay the $25 as opposed to getting you $100 worth of tokens mm. and then still watching you cry at the end of the day when all you could afford <laughs> was a ruler. Yeah, see what I mean? It, it's just a bad combination of things. Just give them the 20 bucks and let them buy a robot or whatever it was. For them, it was usually some kind of transformer man or something. I don't even remember what we would buy, but... And then they'd come home with a toy at the end of the day, and their mom was like, you bought him a toy? I didn't have to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Next time you take him out and have fun with it. <laughs> I never said that when Tyler came home with stuff. I'd be like, oh, that was awful. You're nice like, awesome. <laughs> like, woohoo. I don't think they saw the buy. genius in it personally, but, you know. Yeah, and then they get older, and they're, they're all like, can we go have dinner at Hooters? No. Here's $20. <laughs> Go buy yourself a prostitute. <laughs> There's that's a coin look, to your look Richard. Over there. And get yourself a girl. Look over there. There's Patty the daytime hooker. She'll do it for a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I needed to swallow. <laughs> that's, that's what, what she, she said. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for three, three book, book girls. girls. Can't get enough of three book girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.